ยินดีต้อนรับสู่สะพานพันธกิจของพระเจ้า Welcome to Bridges for Mission. Bienvenue au pont pour la mission. Bienvenidos y bienvenidas a Puentes de las Misiones. Well, hello everyone. Today we are joined by the Vice President for Ministry Partnership at Sat Seven. Uh, Dennis Weens, and we will have a blessed conversation. I know some of you might not be familiar with Sat Seven, so just join us at this roundtable. Um, myself, Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, co-creator of the Bridges for Mission podcast, and I'm here with Minister Nicole Cox, as usual. Hello, everybody. Yes, thanks for having me. It's great to be on with you. Yes, it is. It is. Um, And let's just dive in, start the conversation. As listeners know, this is a special season that we're having, where we're talking about partnerships, and we're inviting partners that international ministries has had, but most specifically, short-term mission. And we've we've collaborated in various ways. So, as usual, we ask our our guests to tell us about um, to tell the listeners really who they are. So, who is Dennis? Well, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here and part of this uh, podcast, and pre- appreciate the partnership that uh, Sat Seven has with International Ministries. Well, who is Dennis? I- I'm a third culture kid, referred to as a TCK. Some people refer to us as MKs, missionary kids, because I grew up in sub-Saharan West Africa, and my folks worked with the church there. And uh, went through high school uh, and came back to the United States for college. And in college, met my wife, and we actually went on a short-term mission back to where I grew up, so she could see the environment and the culture that I grew up in. And it was through that short-term ministry that we became involved in full-time work, going back and working in West Africa for another 27 years as a couple with the church and with the people that I had grown up with. And then it was in 2003. That we resigned from that position and joined Sat Seven full time. So, that's a quick overview of my story. And my father's father was a church planner in North America and Minnesota. Started a church up in northern Minnesota. And for him, you had to be willing in your spiritual maturity to consider full time ministry or being a missionary. And so, even three of his kids became full time missionaries. So. My grandpa was a missionary. My father, I have uncles and aunts. Uh, we became third-generation missionary, and then my daughters have both been out on the mission field as well. So we're carrying on the legacy and the heritage we have as a family of uh, Christian ministry and full-time ministry vocation. Oh, what a beautiful legacy! I know the cloud of witnesses. You know the members of your family who are part of that cloud of witnesses are smiling and just continuing to bless. Uh, that's wonderful. So, with that, how did you get involved with Sat Seven? Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about Sat Seven? Well, let me describe Sat Seven first, and then they'll understand why I became so excited about it. Uh, Sat Seven is a Middle East and North Africa broadcast media ministry based in the Middle East. It's not American. It's not Western. It has a Middle Eastern board, and uh, about eighty percent of the, all the production. For the satellite TV channels, takes place in the Middle East with local Christians. Our vision 
in Sat7 is to see a growing church across the Middle East and North Africa. And a lot of times we don't think about the Middle East because we watch the news and we get all the bad reports out of the Middle East. We don't think of the Middle East as a place where we can have a growing church, but that's a vision to see a growing church that's confident in its faith and in its witness, a church that's contributing to its culture and to its society. And so when we heard about this uh, new startup ministry back in the early, like uh, 2000, uh, in the 2000s, we were captured by this vision and mission. And so when we joined Sat7, it was just a two-hour broadcast on a Friday and a repeat broadcast on a Sunday. Now we're four satellite TV channels uh, in the major languages of the Middle East, uh, web streaming, uh, social media, and uh, millions and millions of homes every day tuning in to the broadcast across Sat7's channels. Uh, we are in the Arabic, two channels in Arabic. We have a channel in Farsi and Dari for Iran and Afghanistan. And then we're on the government-regulated satellite of Turkey with uh, Sat7 Turk channel. So there's a lot going on, and right now we're broadcasting about a 1,000 hours of content a week, 80% of it produced in the Middle East and North Africa. So there's an overview of what Sat7 is. So um, how I got involved in Sat7 is we were working in West Africa, and we heard about this startup ministry. And so we wrote Sat7 and uh, had our agency become involved with Sat7 as a partner. As we became more involved as a partner agency, uh, a number of things happened that led us to believe that our next phase of ministry would be joining Sat7 full time. And so we uh, resigned our position at our agency and called up Sat7. We wanted to take the vision of Sat7, which is to see a growing church across the Middle East and North Africa, to take that vision to churches across North America, rather than us go into the Middle East and learn Arabic, we felt we could contribute more to the church by being a voice and an advocate in the West. And so we called up Sat7 USA, see if we could work for them. And they said, boy, that's a great idea, but we don't have a budget for that. And so we said, well, we weren't calling for a budget. We were calling to be a part of something big, a part of Sat7. And we really believe that we could, uh, we should take the vision of Sat7 to churches. So our support base stayed with us and started sending their monthly support, quarterly support to Sat7. And so now for almost 19 years, we've been taking the vision of Sat7 to churches. And that's how I met International Ministries and uh, Charles Jones. Uh, he became involved. He was one of the early partners of Sat7 when it was just an early startup as well. So you guys have been part of this amazing ministry since the beginning of Sat7. That is it's so incredible to hear how um, you got involved with Sat7, and then just a little bit about what Sat7 is. Um, I know when I started at International Ministries, it was one of the first partners I heard about through Charles, which is one of our area directors, and it just sounded like an incredible ministry. And I'm so glad um, that over the last couple of months and years that we've been able to to partner together and to work together and for me to be able to learn more about what Sat7 does. So a question that I have for you is what have been some of the behind the scenes impacts that Sat7 has had either here in the U.S. and or abroad? That's a great question, because as you think about Sat7 as a Christian entity in the context of the broader Middle East, to to think that the Christians could have a platform and a voice and give the church 
a platform to take the church outside the four walls of the church out into the public arena where people for the first time in history could see what actually Christians do. They could see the church in action. And I think one of the benefits is that there were so many misperceptions of what the church was. Uh, I mean, we talk about the church, the church has been there, but there were a lot of misconceptions. And by being in broadcast media and social media and showing the church in action dispelled a lot of those misperceptions. And there's been a lot of stereotypes of the church. And so I think what Sat7 has done, it's created a new uh, understanding of what the church, capital C, is in the context of uh, community and in society and the role that the church can play. And so, you know, one question I get all the time when I present, well, how can you be a Christian entity like this in the context of the Middle East? Well, it goes back to Sat7's broadcast philosophy where we're allowing the church in the Middle East to make their claim to a biblical Christianity in a culturally appropriate, a culturally positive way where we don't get into on-air discussions and comparisons and attacking and criticizing. We're simply a voice for authentic biblical Christianity. And that message of God's unconditional love, that message of hope, is a message that resonates uh, in the hearts and in the minds of people, because uh, people today are fearful, they're searching, and the gospel uh, resonates and fills that void in their life, and they're drawn to this message of hope that's at Seven Broadcast. And so it's been a very positive experience, and there's been a tremendous growth as a channel in our 25-year history. That's such an, an important and major concept and way to look at it, keeping the keeping Christianity within the um, cultural context of wherever you're working. It's so important to not say, you know, this is, you know, the U.S. way of thinking. So you have to think the same way because it never, never works out right. You know, keeping it within the, the, the culture, within their context so that they can relate to it in their situations is so important. And it's so wonderful to hear that that's a major pillar for what you do. Um, that that is that you keep that in your 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 mission. Um, so Sat Seven and I am both believe that serving as a bridge builder cross culturally is so important. With that coming alongside each other and working with each other. So how might you encourage other faith based organizations to follow God's vision? Well, what we do in Sat Seven is on our level of partnership. We ask. Uh, denominations, agencies, uh, churches to come together in unity around a common vision to see a growing church. And what has divided denominations and churches and agencies historically is not the core message of the gospel, but the peripheral issues of governance models, governance styles, uh, worship styles, uh, history. And so in the SAT7 model, we've come together and we've united the churches, capital C, and allowed uh, this vision and this unity to be in itself a tremendous testimony to the broader community and the societies of the Middle East to see churches working together. And we don't repackage uh, Western content into the Middle East, but we want the church in the Middle East to 
talk into their own realities. And you take the issue of persecution. Uh, the American church, I don't think, really understands uh, persecution. There might be some hostility. There might be some uh, inconveniences or harassment. But to really speak into persecution, uh, the pastors that have been through persecution, that have been in jail for their faith, they're the ones that are really equipped to speak in and help their people. And so I would encourage uh, agencies, denominations, uh, churches listening uh, to look at coming together in greater partnership because a lot of times Western ministries work in silos. And we go into a country and we start something, but there's another ministry already doing it, but we all go in and start our own works where if we work together, it would be a much greater testimony. We could leverage more for the kingdom. We could help the indigenous church in that country far greater in far greater ways working collaboratively and working together in true partnership uh, so i just encourage people to rethink uh, partnership and collaborative effort and we really moving forward need to look at greater levels of collaborative effort in helping uh, do ministry around the world it's so wonderful to hear um, the redefinition or maybe a, the strengthening the definition of collaboration and partnership, especially, you know, in this time, this season that we're still going through COVID and, and we've seen disparities even through, you know, vaccines and, um, and how do we access medicine and healthcare and all that. But to speak of, you know, how God really sees partnership and the unity um, with, that voice of hope and love that you speak of. And I hope that our listeners can really embrace that and let and be guided um, by the Holy Spirit around that definition of partnership and collaboration. So, yeah. and we are so grateful for SAT7 um, partnership over the years with IM and, and supporting short-term mission and um, our new creative and innovative efforts that we've both um, journeyed about with virtual experiences. So. Um, I think for me, my last question to you, Dennis, is where can people hear and read more about SAT7 if they're curious about it and wanting to, to know more? Um, how do they go about it? Well, one thing to do is get on our website, sat7usa.org. That's S-A-T, the number seven, USA.org. And I think one thing uh for your listeners as you listen to a lot of secular news and very subtly we're all drawn into the news we listen to and we gradually develop a secular worldview and yet we need to filter the news through the lens of scripture and a lot of times when i present people say well isn't it hopeless in the middle east isn't it hopeless in some of these countries well it's discouraging to listen to the news but wherever you have the gospel there's hope and so all these countries where that look hopeless actually uh, have the gospel. They have churches. They, have, they might be under persecution. They might be isolated communities. They're isolated believers. But they have tremendous hope and they have vision. And uh, so we need to come alongside and uh, help them, encourage them, and resource them. And even if they don't have access to uh, theological education, we can provide discipleship and theological education through broadcast media, through digital, through virtual meetings. 
And uh, so just get on the Sat7 website, get on some other websites from uh, that region of the world and read the stories. Uh, Go to our social media, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and uh, just search for Sat7 USA or for Sat7 because we're we're, uh, very much using social media across the Middle East. In fact, on our Arabic Facebook, we've just crossed a million subscribers. So we're doing a lot in social media. So if you're English speaker, if you're a Farsi speaker, a Arab speaker, a Turkish speaker, uh, we have a lot of social media and there's a lot of encouraging things that you can read about. So get on our social media. And then we've just launched an app that's available on any browser worldwide, Sat7 Plus. Uh, it's in all the app stores. Uh, so you go to uh, Sat7, S-A-T-7, the number seven, P-L-U-S, org and there's a website and you can download and all the content from the four satellite tv channels and social media it's all streaming live on an app that's available anywhere globally and so it's a great uh, tool if you're here like i know i help out at uh, with some of the afghans that are coming to the states coming to our city and you can introduce this app that has live streaming dari programs i uh, use it uh, i was just in nashville and uh, at the Opryland at a convention, National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and I was buying a cup of coffee, and a lot of the employees there are Egyptian. So I asked them, I had a logo shirt on Sat7, I asked them, uh, have you heard of Sat7? They said, have we heard about Sat7? Our kids have grown up on Sat7 Kids, the, the channel. And so I, the guy asked the guy next to him, you watch? Oh, he said, yeah, my kids in Nashville watch Sat7 Kids all the time in Nashville. And uh, I was in another meeting, and our servers, it was a special dinner for ministry leaders. Very few of them had heard of Sat7. But the waiters that were serving our meal, when they saw my Sat7 logo, they were all excited and they were telling us how much they appreciate Sat7. The kids are growing up on Sat7 kids. So it's a great ministry tool. Uh, it starts a conversation. Just open the app. Uh, if you're speaking to a Turkish speaker, or Arab speaker, a Farsi speaker from Iran, just open the app, let them listen to it, and it starts conversation. It's a great tool that you can use to start your conversations and then end up having gospel conversations with uh, people that you're talking to. So that's some ways that uh, people can find out more about Sat7. It is so exciting to hear that your app is now open and running. I will definitely be passing that information along and downloading it myself. So we thank you for being with us today. And as a wrap-up question, what would be one word of encouragement you would like to leave with our listeners? The word that comes to mind is hope. There's hope, and we need to deliver the message of hope to those that live in hopelessness. And uh, we think that the world is so far from hope, but where the gospel, uh, where we can deliver the hope of the gospel, whether it's in satellite, living rooms, smart devices, earbuds, smart uh, smartphones, uh, we can offer hope to everybody in the Middle East. So thank you, listeners. Hope is the um, one of the stones that we are using for the bridge building and the partnership that we have for this season. We are so delighted that you were able to join us from all continents and all languages. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Bridges for Mission. We are delighted that you joined us. This is a special time for us where we invite you listeners from all over um, to tune in and give us feedback. So you can reach us at volunteers at internationalministries.org. 
Also, don't forget to get a hold of the Leader's Guide entitled Short-Term Mission Team Essentials Together on the Journey. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. We thank you again for joining us today and thank you to all of our subscribers and listeners from all parts of the world. Until next time.